Hi everyone, welcome back to Hair of the Werewolf. I am Lily, and I have the birthday boy here with me. What's up, guys? Chase. And today's his birthday, but when this comes out, it'll be past his birthday, but that's okay. But we're celebrating it today, and we're going to try to make it something a little more special, I think. Um, For those of you who've never heard our podcast before, we are a supernatural horror podcast. We like to tell each other scary stories. Um, always trying to scare each other, but also, more importantly, we're always trying to have a good time, have some drinks, and basically just enjoy each other's company. And hopefully you guys do too. So, um, today, like I said, it's going to be kind of a special episode. We're going to try it out for the first time today. We will be playing a drinking game along with our stories. Yeah, well, so we kind of have two sections of the game, don't we? We do. So we have a rule sheet, you know, kind of like the ones you're used to with if you play drinking games with like movies where if things happen, you do it. And don't worry, we will post both the rules and what we're doing on our social media the day we post the episode so you guys can follow along if you want to drink with us. Yes. Um, So let me list the rules. Oh, so apart from the rules, we also have a (laughs) specially designed wheel that I made, a spinning wheel for each of our sections that... We spin it, and it's a game of chance that if something that it lands on is included in the other mm-hmm. person's story, we have to take a shot. Right. So it's kind of like a game of chance and also based on things that we are going to be talking about. So there's two sets of rules. One is shot taking. So that's the wheel. The wheel is very unforgiving. And uh, the other rules, which kind of happen in between while we're talking, which only uh, require us a sip of beer, which is okay. So I will explain the rules to you guys. <laughs> Um, so when our story includes these, you take a sip of your beer. Oh, yeah. Uh, Feel or free whatever to play you're along. Drinking. Um, so <laughs> if a story includes slapping, you drink any animals at all, a supernatural death. If we talk about orbs, being <laughs> <laughs> those tar- terrible orbs appearing in like photos or whatnot. If it features an insane asylum or penitentiary, sanitarium, whatever you're going to call it. And also, if something suddenly disappears Batman style, like they saw something and then it was gone. <laughs> uh, now we have things that we drink if the narrators do it. That's us. Mm-hmm. Uh, if one of us says fuck, that doesn't count, by the way. But uh, if we say that, <laughs> uh, take a drink. Um, if one of us loses our place, and we normally cut that out of the episodes if we lose our place, but we're not going to do it today. So, so you you're going to now see how professional and <laughs> totally coherent we are. How terrible we are. <laughs> um, if we don't know how to pronounce a name, even if we successfully do it, but if we don't know how to pronounce it, we have to take a drink. Um, if we've been to the country that the story we're talking about takes place in. Right. And if it's in the U.S., we're going to say the state. So because, you know, we've been to the U.S., so we're going to say the state to make it more interesting. Yeah. And if one of us asks the other person a question, they can't answer it. They have to take a drink. Now, other (laughs) weird random ones. Yeah, we created a lot of rules because we want to make sure we were drinking today. Other weird (laughs) rules are if a sound pad falls off the wall, don't worry. We will tell you if that happens. But it tends to scare the crap out of me when it does. If the story, if one of our stories was made (laughs) into a movie, we take a drink. If a ghost TV show investigated it, we take a drink. Oh, yeah. Which is probably going to be almost every time. And if a loud car drives by because our house is next to a big road and it bothers us, we also have to take a drink. Yeah. So those are the those are the sipping beer, wine, whatever rules for the whole game. Yes, exactly. So I'm pretty pretty ready about this. I don't know. So so we oh. so we got to do the wheel then. So we have to do the wheel, and our wheel actually has a name. So our wheel is two sided. One that we spin for my story, and one that we spin for Chase's story. Yep. And my 
<laughs> my wheel here. I have it in my hand. It's called We Just Gonna Spin This Wheel. <laughs> Ouija. Get it? <laughs> okay. And it's got seven and it's got seven sections. Seven sections, yeah. And you should read what they are. So if it lands okay. on it. I'll I'll read them. So one of them is if it lands on folklore, demon, witches, cryptid, haunted building, ghost, or other. So the point is he'll spin the wheel and it'll land like just pretend folklore. And if my story happens to be folklore, then he has to take a shot. Right? Is yeah, that how we did it? That's okay. how it is. Cool, cool. And then um, his wheel is called Take a Spin on a UFO. <laughs> <laughs> and his are footage exist, government acknowledged, lights, UFO. So you actually, so UFO you mean? If someone sees the physical UFO. So lights oh, just, means you see lights. Okay, okay. Physical UFO means someone has actually seen the UFO. Gotcha. And then creature. Uh, okay, so if you actually see an alien. There's a, yeah, there's a creature instead of just like a, a vessel. And abduction. Oh, no. Abduction, mass sighting. No, abduction and mass sighting. Oh, so abduction ma- and mass, mass sighting. Mass sighting, I guess, if we land on that, we're going to have to kind of establish rules. Like, what does a mass sighting mean? Like, two people? Or does it have to be three? Could they not be around each other? Can it, we'll figure that out if we land on it. Okay. But, uh, yeah, so we're going to spin the wheel at the beginning of each of our stories to see if we take a shot. Yes. And then at the end, we're going to try to find out if we've actually successfully creeped the other one out. And if we've succeeded, they have to take a <laughs> shot. And if we failed, we have to take a we shot. We do. Okay. So I know that sounds complicated, but don't worry. Check out our social media to see the listing of the rules if you want to play along. Otherwise, uh, have fun listening to us getting kind of drunk. <laughs> yeah, this will be the one we're actually very likely going to be drunk on. So It's my birthday. It's your birthday. and um, That's when I yeah. want Jeff Goldblum to jump in and start singing that like in Thor. <laughs> birthday. <laughs> I was actually thinking in Happy Death Day, like her ringtone, it's my birthday. Oh, no, wait, what is it? It's my birthday. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, it's my birthday. Yeah. <laughs> I love that one. All right, so. Uh, Cheers. Today, we, are, we decided oh, yes. we needed a celebratory easy drinking beer because we're going to be doing a lot of it. So today we're drinking High Life. That's Classic. right. The champagne of beers. <laughs> champagne. <laughs> so, uh, gotta go classy. I mean, this has to be an expensive beer. Look, it comes in such a fancy clear bottle. Yes, it is. It's the champagne. Let's do this. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Yeah, I should have grabbed more than one because I have a feeling we're going to burn through these. Well, they're so easy to drink. I mean, yeah. come on. Yeah. And also, there's going to be a lot of rules we're going to be breaking for sure. Okay, cool. So, I guess I'll start the stories. If everyone is ready, I hope. So, my story for today is La Isla de las Muñecas, the island of the dolls. See, I'm glad you translated because even though I'm learning <laughs> Spanish, I'm not that good. No, for sure. And I knew I'm, island. I was there. I'll likely just refer it from here on out, island of the dolls. Uh, you can do the Spanish. It sounds cool. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, the island itself is located on... Xochimilco. Wait, Mexico. wait, wait. I have to spin the wheel. Oh, fucking hell. We <laughs> oh, out. Oh, no. <laughs> you cuss. Take a drink. This is going great already. Oh, All righty. So now I'm going to spin the wheel. Spin that wheel. All right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. After we literally just talked about it, we didn't yeah, do it. Because we're dumb. Okay. All right. <laughs> and go. What did it land on? It landed on demons. Demons. Does the story have demons? Arguably, no. So no shot for you. No shot. You're looking actually really sad now. <laughs> all right. If it's your birthday, you can spin it a second time. No, 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 no. Okay. It's okay. all right. It's all right. All right. We're good. We're good. 
All good, though. We might do a mid-story spin in the future. We might figure it out. Let's see how it's going. Yeah, we're going to we're gonna probably add change rules All right, as so, we like. So where is this located? It's in Xochimilco, Mexico. Well, we've both been to Mexico. Take a drink. Yay! Not together yet, Mm-mm. but that'll be in the future. But since we've both been there, it counts. Right, right, right. So, so it's in Mexico. It's just south of Mexico City. Mm. Oh, we'll be near there. Oh, yeah. I really, I'm going to these canals and I'm going hopefully to the island, but maybe not. We'll see what what I do. Okay. So there's just like this entire water system of canals Mm -hmm. and little islands that were created by the Aztecs. And these islands are actually called chinampas, which are designed to grow crops. They're often referred to as floating gardens, but in reality, they're actually created by intertwining reeds and stakes um, that are kind of an Aladdin fencing form underneath. Interesting. This sounds familiar. Yeah. I, I think I might have seen pictures of this or something. Yeah, you probably have. Or it's, maybe The Idiot Abroad went there or something. Because <laughs> I've watched that show. <laughs> that's a really good show. Um, yeah. So the... And then the, the vegetation of the water... Uh, underwater vegetation and soil gathers. And they start piling on top of it until it actually creates mm. this entire island thing. Interesting. Um, and then there's also a complex drainage system that is, that was developed in order to easily build, like, create mud buildup and also for it to replenish the nutrients that the land would require to grow stuff, like vegetation and whatnot. And that is really... I don't know. I thought that was really cool. I was like, what the hell? That's pretty badass. So these islands existed at one point, uh, purely kind of like a agriculture kind of situation. Yeah. But now um, people use it for other purposes. And in this instance, so is it like a <laughs> to tourist? fill with dolls. Is it like a tourist thing now? It is very much a tourist area. Yeah. It's encouraged. I mean, people go there all the time. They have these boats that go through the canal every single day. And you can bring your own alcohol. You can bring your own snacks, mm. drinks, whatever. But they're also uh, floating shops or boats or restaurants, if you will. Where if you don't bring your own things, you can purchase um, food and drinks from them. So That's it's, awesome. It's like, did you bring your shots? Did you bring your flask? No, it's like, don't worry. The liquor boat's on its way. Freaking Pedro has his tequila for you. You're like, what's up? Yeah, for real. Like, it's pretty um, It's pretty amazing. And I, I'm certainly going to be doing this at some point in my life. Yeah. Excited. <laughs> for sure. Well, the... Uh, you lost your place. Have a drink. I didn't lose my place. Okay, fine. I did kind of. <laughs> All right, here we go. See, it's a tactic now. If I ask you a question, I have a chance to get. I know your it's place. terrible. Well, all right. So, like I said, despite of what the purposes the islands once uh, served, they have like multiple purpose- purposes, and one of them being the haunted island of dolls. The story begins in 1950s with Don Julian Santana Barrera, who ended up on the island pre-doll infested because he was shunned from his community for having extreme religious beliefs and he was becoming pretty superstitious uh, in a way that I guess was really a problem. It seems to go hand in hand with uh, being super, like if, if he has like a extreme religious view, I mean, don't you think superstition kind of can go hand in hand with that? Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Like, just believing in something and, and, you know, all these rules are created in your head and if you don't follow them. Exactly. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Well, yeah. Unfortunately, this behavior was not taken lightly and he was basically shunned from his community. So, I don't know if it was kind of, it was kind of both ways where he was like, 
no one is really listening and also people hate me. So he just went to go live on this island by himself. And he did live, leave a wife and a child uh, behind to live on this island. So he didn't bring them. No, he didn't. So he's all alone. Not the most ideal situation, I guess. But at the same time, I guess he removed himself from the area or maybe forced to, whichever one <laughs> you want to think. <laughs> yeah, history will write one, but we're not quite <laughs> right. sure what actually happened. He's like, no, 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 I'm on this island by force. Like, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah, like I said, uh, Don Julian lived on the island by himself. And then... One day, he saw a lifeless body of a little girl floating by. He went over to help, but soon realized that she had drowned. Moments later, a little doll floated towards him from the same direction the little girl drifted from. Overcome with grief, Don Julian took the doll and kept uh-huh. it. You're not going to believe this. A pad just oh, fell off scary. behind you. Oh my god! Damn it, Pat. It's the only one you put on your Blink-182 poster and it just falls down. I was like, I thought to myself, there's no way it's happening. All right, drink. How did it happen? Oh, did we turn down the heater? We did. Heater's down. Oh my god, that scared the crap. Did not mean to interrupt you. Sorry. It's just, no, no, it's okay. So, so where we left off, you said that a girl's body came by, but also a doll, and it really upset him. Yes. So the doll that, like I said, was drifting, was drifting in the exact same direction as the doll, or I'm sorry, as their little girl had drifted from. And, and this was right, just close enough that he can make the obvious assumption it was probably her doll. Yeah. So it's kind of It'd like be weird this, if it wasn't. Right? It would be really weird, coincidental for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think just because of the entire situation, he was you know grief stricken and he actually took the doll uh and hung it on his island to honor her however some some believe that he was actually doing it more out of protection so family and friends who were still in communication with don julian uh said that he was afraid of the little girl's spirit and believed that she haunted the island oh no yeah So he was terrified, and he ended up having to collect more and more dolls uh, from garbage. uh, Just he would go looking for them. Sometimes they would come floating to the island anyway, which is really weird. What's what's near this island? What is? There's like a doll factory that's nearby. Like, I have no idea. A haunted doll factory. (laughs) It's just Chucky. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so there's this, whatever, like more dolls tend to gravitate towards the island maybe. So, yeah, despite all that, reputation did start to grow, for sure, and people actually started bringing dolls from all over, not just Mexico, but the world, sure. to contribute to the collection. So he was also receiving them that way, and also for trade of fruit. So the locals would actually go there and be like, here, you want a doll? And then um, he would give them, like produce or whatever i don't know that's a weird kind of bartering i mean get rid of dollars or i guess pesos in this instance pesos, and, yeah well yeah. the funny thing is i mean that's what trade is all about if if he wants something and he can provide something for in exchange i mean whatever that may be so in his case was dolls so 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 i'm not gonna ask it now because i'm betting you're gonna get there but i do have a question about these dolls coming up since i'm pretty Ooh. excited um all right all right all right so so does your story uh, like um did you find any more information because i don't know how much of this is like newspaper stuff or it's kind of folklore but um is there any more information on who the poor girl was that died or is that is it kind of just like a tale of it's kind of a tale and everything that i've tried looking up and i really did try to find information like oh maybe she was buried on the island although that wouldn't be very um 
effective maybe because of the way the island so works it's like but wet mud and stuff. right so maybe like i was like maybe they transported into a, a proper cemetery or something and i couldn't find any information mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but what i did find is that there's a more like theory but likely what occurred um statements from friends and family who never saw the little girl either but have heard it from don julian himself suspect that he may have hallucinated the little girl okay so maybe she was a ghost but she was a ghost right but like it's not that they don't believe that he saw it Mm. that he saw it but they believe that what he saw wasn't a physical child um so it's one of those things where we don't actually know for a fact that there was a girl it's it's part of the story but we're not okay cool right cool cool sweet yeah exactly so um, no, I think that's really a good idea to clear up because I think that was my, it was always in the back of my mind whenever I was reading these articles. And I'm like, no one's talking about this little girl. Like, was she ever identified? And, uh, but it turns out that maybe there was none. Um, like I said, so he was collecting a lot of dolls on the island uh, for trade and everything. And the reason for this from, you know, accounts and everything is that he hoped to appease the spirits that he would hear at night calling, I want my doll. Mm. So he would hear something. This worked at first, and it seemed uh, that the spirit or whatever malevolent entity that resided on the island would only settle down as the number of dolls increased. So it was never, so it would start to, I don't know, almost, yeah, agitated or like more things would start to occur that were scary, I guess, on the island if he wasn't continuously. Providing dolls, right? Providing the hanging demon up dolls. Had a need. I mean, demon maybe. So if there, if you think it's a demon, maybe you should take a shot because you know this is this is not considered demon. They're considered spirits, and there's more information onto this as to why they're more unrest souls versus um, something that never walked the earth. Well, but I mean, I think at this point we're dealing with the idea that since we don't know if a girl existed, mm-hmm. so like, let's say a girl existed and this is her spirit, then it's a ghost. Right. But if there wasn't a girl and it's a creepy demon that just has like a super doll fetish. I mean, you know what? Demons do tend to have doll fetishes, but I think it's because it's a way. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Annabelle and stuff. You know what? We need to add on to yours doll fetish. <laughs> demon doll fetishes. <laughs> All right. So you know what I'm going to say? Because we don't know if the girl existed. This yeah. could potentially be a demon. Um, I'm going to punish myself and I'm going to oh, have no. a shot. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, take your shot. So, so uh, I need yeah. to open the bottle now. Oh, we didn't talk about what liquor we're drinking. So, oh, right. because I'm K Fancy, I'm <laughs> drinking, I'm not only drinking gin, I'm drinking probably like my second favorite gin, which All is right. Beef Eaters. Beef Eater. Beef Eater. Um, my favorite is Heyman's. I don't buy it too often because it's like the cheapest I can find it is like $28 a bottle and it's worth it, but I'm cheap. So, yeah, we're both cheap. For yeah. sure. All right. So time for a shot out of my, you can't see it, but my super cute Sonic the Hedgehog shot glass that I got for Christmas mm-hmm. from my wife. You're welcome. Cheers with my beer bottle. There you go. Mm-hmm. Mm. Man, high life. I haven't had that in a minute. Nice. All right. All right. So let's, <laughs> that was uh, your shot. <laughs> super dry. It's been a while since I've had a shot of gin. It's so been a long time since you've drank, really, in general. dryness is quite nice. Yeah. All right. Okay, here we go. Okay, yeah, like you said, could be a demon because of the spirits or like the uneasiness that he seems to feel if he's not providing all these dolls. So, you know, from all this collecting, if his behavior wasn't, I don't know, creepy enough, Don Julian actually built a little house to keep his favorite dolls in, Mm. including the original doll. 
Like so it still exists. Uh, yeah, it's a really large room, actually. So it's kind of like a, a giant. But it's not like a fancy house, or it's more like a shed where it's just oh. wood. wood. <laughs> yeah. Sell it more. <laughs> it's right. actually falling apart. Yeah. It's kind of like um, a bucket filled with old water. <laughs> it's actually a picture of a house. <laughs> just kidding. Um, no, so he has this structure that he built in order to kind of more honor the dolls that he's been collecting. Sure including the original one, like I said. And, um, yeah. So his absolute favorite doll is called Agustinita. Locals and tourists that had visited the island will often go to the, go inside of the little house or shed and bring her offerings and, or the original doll. So it's either to her or to the original doll in exchange for good fortune, blessings, miracles, superpowers. I don't don't know. So like, the offerings, like, they just, like, put it under the doll or right. something? Right, so, like, sometimes they'll, like, trinkets. Oftentimes they're other dolls to, like, put on there. Um, yeah, I'm not... Maybe money sometimes. Um, that seems, seems to happen. Um, yeah, so I think it's just, like, if they... Yeah. I, so, I mean, at some point it's going to get over full, so do you think it's kind of like when people leave tributes at, like... Like, religious fig- like statues Yeah, but, like, stuff? someone has to go clear it away at night. You know, like, when people leave, like, food. Right. They're like, you can't leave the food here. <laughs> right. So, maybe the people running the island are getting pretty rich. I think so. I would say so. Or, at the very least, have many dolls themselves. Because I think that's a common offering. Interesting. Yeah, really cool. And other people actually show their form of respect. Instead of offering, they'll change the doll's clothes to keep them nice and fresh. That's really weird <laughs> it's almost like treating it like it really is a baby or uh-huh. like yeah it kind of freaks me out but at the same time i don't know <laughs> this doll done pooped himself it was like well little wait there was a doll who peed herself all the time oh yeah well that came out when we were kids right yeah i mean i don't little... think i i never had one and i don't know if i ever wanted one because i thought the idea was really fucking gross i was so young that I, we're the same age but i was so young i didn't think i said the f word Drink. Yeah. I know I could have gotten away with it, but I want... No, no, no. This is the game. <laughs> so, um, I remember that doll coming out, but mm-hmm. I guess I was at that age where you could show me crazy stuff like that, and it I didn't think it was crazy. I was just like, oh, whatever. Right. I remember as a kid, though, there was that doll that if you lied it down, it closed its eyes. A lot of dolls do that. Yeah, and I, I think my sister had one, and I always found it creepy because hers didn't work so well, so sometimes when it was <laughs> sitting up, one of the eyes would be kind of like closed. It happens, so yeah. So have like a creepy closed eye. I used to have a doll like that too, and they you tend to have like hard heads yeah, and like softer definitely, bodies. Definitely. Sometimes soft bodies, sometimes hard bodies too, but yeah, they're not the best, and they work at first from my mm-hmm. recollection, and then eventually their eyes are going crazy, and I think that's around the time that you start like leaving the doll yeah (laughs) like i need to move on well um i i've never had a fear of dolls in general that doesn't mean i I mean a scary doll is gonna look scary but i don't have like a particular fear towards them but i remember as a kid seeing it with like one eye mostly closed the other one kind (laughs) of lazy and like it was just gonna talk with like a switchblade it's like it didn't want to close its eyes (laughs) it's like "Mm -hmm, wait until you go to bed (laughs) it's all drunk Yeah, not cool. Okay. Anyway, yeah, yeah. keep going. Sorry. So, creepy doll's eyes. Yeah. Um, so, Don Julian, for 50 years, hung dolls from trees and would string them all along the island. Until 2001, when Don Julian's nephew went to the island to plant some seeds, he found his uncle's body floating in the water in the canal. 
Coincidentally, in the exact same spot where Don Julian claimed to have found the little girl. Woof. Yeah. Oh, that's really messed up. It's really effed. And then also, I would say that, like, I think the, I don't know if it was like an autopsy, because I didn't read a report or anything like that, but a few articles said that he actually had a heart attack. And I don't know what you think about this, but that for some reason makes it creepier for me because he still ended up either in the area close by or literally where he found the little girl after a heart attack versus him like committing suicide without Mm. that kind of out of your head saying, oh, well, he just wanted to drown where he found her. No, he didn't want to die. Yeah, this is a... And it was a weird coincidence. Yeah. Yeah. Well... He was 80 years old um, when he died, so I guess a heart attack isn't really out of the realm either, perhaps. Anyway, Still so... 50 years, damn. Yeah, so he did this for 50 years, and the story, but the story doesn't end there. Don Julian's nephew, Anastasio Velasco, ended up moving to the island afterwards, and um, he's been a lot more vocal about the strange activities that go on the island. He has said... In interviews and just like things that I've read as well, mm-hmm. this is a quote actually that I put down, move their heads and whisper to each other. Oh, that's creepy. Mm, yep. And he was also said to believe that the little girl still haunts the island. So he still, he acknowledges that there definitely is some little girl ghost thing going on because he will sometimes hear a little girl girl's voice at night and it seems to be always at night. So this island, like, how big is this? Like, if the nephew's like, I will move here, this is a good choice. You know, it didn't look massive, to be honest. Um, I was anticipating really it would be, like... at size. Um, I was anticipating, like, I don't know, 3,000 square feet, like mm, a really big home. But mm, I assume it has to be bigger than that. It's, it's like... Mm, 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 I don't know. A half acre? Maybe... You know, it was really hard to determine. Have you I seen probably, video of it and stuff? I've seen video, but like okay. they're usually close up and they're by the water, so it's really okay. hard to determine how far back. And I don't. A lot of these islands aren't that big. Okay. Okay. Um, not like oh, multiple homes can live on here. No, like maybe one home with like substantial land, or something. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, like I said, he believes that the little girl definitely is there. So it's been acknowledged multiple times by people. And he also believes that his uncle, Don Julian, actually still is on the island as well. He used to walk with a cane, and so at night, Anastasio says that he can hear his uncle walking with his cane. Now, if you come give me cane marks in the ground, then I'm a little more interested. But sometimes, like, these manifestations aren't physical. No, I know, but I was going to say, like, a cane sound, like... Is that that distinctive of a sound? Or could I it just be like a clicking or a tapping? If someone was like walking, I, I think like, I don't know about you, but I can tell when you're walking. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you just have a certain pattern or whatever. And like if you visit your uncle often. Are you calling me fat? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for reading between the lines, Jace. That's exactly what I'm saying. You're judging me. I'm judging you on your walks. But you've said the same thing with me. Like, you can tell when yeah. I'm walking. It's just like a sound that you get so familiar with. You, and especially you, when it's so distinct, like a cane and someone maybe has some type of disability. True. Yeah. I'd say both you and your sister have a very similar walk and sound. You kind of have a slight drag at a part of your guys' walk that's the same. <laughs> it's a lazy it's so walk. so sexy. But, but it's, it's lazy. Like, if, if, if you're, like, jogging or whatnot, you don't hear it. But, like, when you guys right. kind of walk around, you kind of have this, like... <laughs> I don't give a fuck attitude. <laughs> so your feet kind of drag a little bit. Oh my um, god. That was so awesome. So uh 
I okay. So I, just to correct even my own self, okay, I can remember a specific instance where I remember what the cane sounds like, and that was at the beginning of the original Charlie and the Chocolate Factory when he when oh, Gene Wilder's yeah. doing the fake cane like uh-huh. I'm disabled walkout. Um, it had a very specific sound because everything got quiet. Everyone was so oh, yeah. quiet. So the sound actually became one of the most dominant parts of that scene. And I remember that sound and I remember not liking it as a kid. It was something weird about the way the cane hit the ground. I hated the sound. I mean, it could have been like just, but it was also on concrete, I think. Yeah, I was going to say, and this is an different. island, apparently a very wet island. Maybe it was so like a mush. Sound, <laughs> I don't know. Little splats. Like three distinct mushes. So feet, two feet and a cane. I don't know. I don't Maybe I'll bring a cane when I go and just to like try to understand what that sounded like. I mean, I doubt it, but you know. It's not an experiment worth our time. It's not it's not really worth my time, but I guess we spent this long talking about it. So. <laughs> um, yeah. The cousin is living on the island and I think it's said nephew. Or nephew. Did ah. I say cousin? Woof. It's not even a rule, but I'm going to make you drink. <laughs> How dare I get the family tree wrong? <laughs> Sign my story and I corrected mm-hmm. you. Take that. He's my cousin. Okay, no. Do you love me, cousin? <laughs> no. Uh, um, aside from that stuff, Anastasia has also said that the dolls have been known to move. Sometimes just their eyes, but often it's their entire body. It has been described to be very purposeful and distinct movements. There is also a very specific doll that lives in the little house that I was talking about that will randomly begin to cry and even though there are no batteries and it is old as hell. Wait, no, is it like a pull string toy or is it like a toy that shouldn't be crying and it like, cries? I don't even know it was supposed to cry in the first place. But it would have like a doll cry. That's terrifying. <laughs> right? If I walked in there and I picked up, it's like picking up a Lego, but it's crying. You're like, you know what? Oh, <laughs> I'm leaving this island. What the hell? And I'm washing my hands. <gasps> Ooh, yeah, no, I would burn that lego <laughs> i have no idea well let's go into current days Sweet. um so you said 2001 is when he died right in 2001 so that's yeah. not too far ago that's no 20, no 19 to 20 years ago, depending on what time of year he died yeah and so i guess like what i mean is past 2010 perhaps oh so super recent it more recent yeah like unless I've, you're a zoomer that's still probably an eternity ago yeah like but. oh my god that's what i was born <laughs> just kidding i don't know <laughs> I promise I won't do that voice again. <laughs> okay. So more hauntings. Uh, in general, m- uh, many locals and even tourists have claimed to feel uneasy when they're traveling through the canals. It's often described as having bad energy because there have been a lot of blood spilled there from the Mexican Revolution. Oh, really? Yes, sir. Uh, the island has to be pretty big because... No one fights in a no, war. Not on like the a- island, but the entire canal system. Oh, okay. So that entire area. I stand corrected. My right, bad. Right. So um, hundreds and hundreds of dead bodies have been thrown in the canals during the war. And the canals, at some point when they were being cleaned, they found hundreds of bones. Mm. What? Thousands, I would assume, if there were hundreds of bodies. And there is no doubt that many people believe there are a lot of restless spirits inhabiting the area and even possibly possessing the dolls as well. So they find these dolls and freak people out. Well, I think we may have talked about this on pre-episode, and if we haven't, you and me talked about it in our own way. Like, 
there seems to be a common theme that things like dolls, which visual representations of people, tend to be common manifestation points for spirits and stuff, right? Like, yeah, it, they for don't, some like, reason, if you have a pet rock, they're not going to go into it, but they seem to like humanoid things. So, I mean, if you have an island full of humanoid dolls, you're just yeah. begging for whatever, be it a demon, which I took my shot for, <laughs> a ghost, a spirit, um, seriously, even termites, they're going to want to be in it. So Yeah, I mean, speaking of that, well, I'll talk about that later. Oh, wow, I but, didn't know I was going to predict something <laughs> creepy. I'm very curious. Yeah, now. so it definitely... Like you, like we had talked about with the other dolls, like the Elsa doll and the I forgot the name of. The yeah, but I don't but, buy the Elsa doll. No, I know, and, but I, and if you if you're listening now and you don't know the Elsa doll, that I think was episode two. I think so. Yeah. We talk about a haunted Elsa from Frozen doll. It's but we talk about another doll too, which I, that one I don't know. That one seemed legit. It's worth listening. So check out yeah. episode two. Anyway, yeah, and continue <laughs> and continue. Uh, yeah, so definitely could be unrest spirits or demon that have found refuge in the dolls and scare the hell out of people. There is another island along the canals that they have a yearly performance held there of La Llorona. Ah, sweet. We also did that a couple episodes, though. Don't remember which one it was, but you can check it out. I can never remember. Uh, this version of... This this version, no, 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 this version of the tale interprets the story from the Spanish conquest of mm-hmm. the Aztec Empire. I know I told you, like, different interpretations mm-hmm. of what, and this is, like, the one that they perform, which would have been, like, around the early 1500s when the Spanish tried to take over, or I guess successfully, really. Um, <laughs> yeah, they didn't lose. <laughs> I don't think they lost. Uh, yeah, so, unfortunately, that is the scene that they're depicting, or not unfortunately, unfortunately in history terms, but cool that they're putting on a really cool play and anyway so because it's around that time the aztecs there is a large pyramid that they have structured and there's a scene where many women climb the pyramid and it's been reported that there is a little girl seen often during the scene climbing the pyramid however there's no little girls in the play at least not in this scene and when everyone is coming back down, no one ever sees a little girl come back down either. So she kind of disappears in the mix of everything. A little creepy. Yeah, so there's like a lot of, either a lot of little girl ghosts going on, or it's the same one kind of all over the place, not just on the island of the doll. So it's an interesting idea that she might be haunting the island, but she might be just everywhere. So I do have a quick question, if it's okay. No, for sure. Um Usually when I'm hearing these stories, usually, not always, it's a little girl that is a ghost. <laughs> yeah. Not as often little boys, though they do 100% exist in my oh, stories. Oh, are. So is it just that I have, um, is it that my exposure is skewed? Or in your experience, because you know you've seen and read and researched way more than me, would you say it's disproportionately female? Or would you say it's probably even it's just what I've been exposed to is disproportionate? Um, it's really hard to say because I, I think I've heard just as many, perhaps, like little boy ghosts being seen or little children. Okay. And I think in this, in these kind of stories, I, I, I wish I had an answer for that, but I feel, and maybe this is just like what I've heard people tell me, sure. is that people tend to think little girl ghosts are really creepy. And so <sighs> I don't know yeah. if it's just like the way 
the entity wants to represent itself like you said if it's a demon mm. is it going to pick a little boy or a little girl this, this is like really weird theories that i'm literally just on the fly coming up with but just based no, on totally. like what people have told me um what they're like there's something about a little girl ghost that really gets me and i'm right. like okay so well, that just would either popularize some of the stories more yeah versus other ones yeah well so first off, I promise I'm not asking these questions to try to slip you up on a question. I'm no. actually feeling... <laughs> no, this is... I still want to keep the conversation I've, thing going. I've got my shot inquisitiveness going on. <laughs> um, I would say that I do find little girl ghosts creepier, and I'm not quite sure why. Interesting. There's a part of me that assumes it's because, um, particularly in media and literature and whatnot, mm-hmm. they're so much more used to victimizing women and girls pretty hard and i'm not saying that boys yeah. don't get victimized but but i think i just see it like if you see a little girl and she's a ghost my mind just immediately starts worrying about all the poor things she probably mm. had to deal with i guess i think you're right maybe i mean i don't want to say one is more victimized than the other but because i think kids in general might be victimized equally of course but i think like any kid that something bad happens is totally a victim. Uh, yeah i guess what i mean is. is but like i don't i maybe like little girls tend to have more stories or um of suffering and like seclusion or something i I, i'm not sure but either way it just i guess it definitely triggers something in people where they find them a lot more creepier right right. (laughs) so i don't know okay all right um yeah i'm still holding on to my question from the beginning but i'm gonna save it for the end okay so there is another story and this one i totally stole from so i'm giving credit obviously okay to the buzzfeed unsolved mysteries supernatural or Unsolved Supernatural. Oh, Ryan it's called. and Shane. Ryan and Shane, who are my favorite. They're the best. Yeah, I love I love just I, seeing I that. I hate saying the word BuzzFeed because it's do such too. a bad word. But, like, <laughs> they might be the only good thing that's ever come out of that site. Yeah, I, I despite of what, who's giving them funding, I think that's just how I picture it. Because yeah. they made the show on their own. Like, it's just, uh, yeah. or they made it their own. I don't know whose idea it was but i mean like and and if you guys out there don't know what it is just use buzzfeed unsolved supernatural to find it but don't ever think of buzzfeed beyond your search because it's so unrelated to the website it doesn't matter yeah exactly you'll find it i think it's on um they're all on youtube prime they're all on youtube but they're also i think on yeah i think you're right i think they're on amazon prime so you can like check them out that way anyway there was definitely investigation or a visitation. I don't know how far they went into investigation, if so I recall they correctly. There? They went there, yeah. You know what? I'm just going to call it as that's a ghost TV show investigates. We have to. Oh, that's right. <laughs> it's not called Ghost Blank, Ghost Hunters, but I'm counting it Because it's a TV show about ghost hunting. It's about ghost hunting. Uh, investigation. Take that drink. Mm. Boom. All right. Okay. Well, they go there. And... Everything about it was kind of creepy, of course, because they're at night and they have a guide, so that's nice as well. But in general, nothing, they don't really capture anything except one thing. As Ryan was commenting, because he had brought a mini doll to place as a, um, I guess as an offering or just out of respect in that little house that I was talking about where the other two dolls, like his special doll and also his, um, the original doll, inhabit. So as he was walking up to them, he, all of a sudden, ev- everyone heard this, a loud bang come from the wall Whoa. towards the ceiling. Yeah, it totally freaked everyone out. And um, yeah, so much so, I don't even think he actually put the doll down. <laughs> he just <laughs> left immediately. Uh, yeah, it was just like a really weird sound that that happened. It was cool. Um, 
But aside from that, and I was, and you were talking about like termites, but that just like sprung into my head during that episode. I would say the most terrifying thing about it is the spiders that inhabit the island. All right, infested. So, all I tell right. you. Okay, so I was I was thinking about when you were first talking about when you you were talking about island before you said island of the dolls, but when I heard Isla and yeah. I knew island. I was like, oh, is this Spider Island? And then when you said <laughs> dolls, I'm like, oh, no, wait. Uh, but and you didn't say Aranya, so I knew it wasn't spiders. But right. at the same time, I remember a Spider Island. So maybe at a previous day when I was super drunk, we watched that episode. Because I don't remember the dolls. I remember the spiders. Because it was so, you know, they actually took a moment <laughs> in that show or that episode to show you all the spiders that they were encountering and how they were freaking out because, you know, the spider webs can be created, especially um, depending on the spider, but I'm guessing, like, especially these in just a matter of an hour, if that, to uh, do it in their pathway so they were walking into them. And, uh, and I don't even have arachnophobia, but on being stuck on an island that's infested with spiders. Yeah. You, I don't think you have to have a phobia of something to it's be not, like, I'm done with this. Right. I, I don't know if I would say I have a phobia. I don't like them. I prefer them not on me. But yeah, like if they're starting to You be, might rather me deal with them, but I don't think you're, I don't think you're particularly scared of spiders no, over I've, just anything. I've had to kill them before. I would say I'm like rotophobia, whatever that word yeah, is. Yeah, you, you definitely, and you don't seem yeah. to be bothered by mice. No, no, mice don't bother me I mean, at all. Obviously they're not an insect, but I mean, I mean I'm, I'm, think, not gonna I'm thinking go. of the vermin that bothers people in houses. Yeah, I'm not going to go catch one and lick it or anything but i'm not afraid of mice especially since they tend to harbor a lot of diseases but yeah i have discovered when we were living in italy that i have a i don't know if irrational is the right term because i think it's rational oh, yeah. i have a strong fear <laughs> of scorpions you do when it came running at me in the living room and i was like <laughs> <laughs> freaking italy man i don't even know what that country's up well, and we with. had we had to look at it online i was like what is a scorpion doing here and then we found out okay scorpions are in italy like they're plenty. they're like they have house um house scorpions. scorpions yeah so that's I mean, we at first it. we're like how could there be a scorpion and then it turns out like oh it's just like a spider well i mean we have scorpions here in new mexico but i don't hear stories of scorpions in houses and usually yeah. we also have desert tarantulas but i also don't regularly hear stories about centipedes though. it's Those mostly centipedes, centipedes and spiders and roaches yeah. here right good old centipedes yeah so over there they have spiders and they have plenty and they're large, not the ones when I described to you, like I saw the biggest spider and you look at it and you're like, no, it's not. No, these are actually giant spiders. So if that honestly would be the only reason to deter me from ever going, but I might actually still go anyway, during the day for sure. So that was kind of their experience. There's a lot more to it, of course, and I highly recommend watching it. And now we're gonna go into another investigative group. Oh, wait, wait, wait. So there's wait, which two. Which one is this one? Is this televised or is this just a group? It is televised. All right, then we have to drink We have again. to drink. Does this one have the word ghost in it, though? It does, actually. <laughs> it's the first word. It's like ghost ghosties. <laughs> it is ghost adventures. Oh, I know that Your one. favorite. Uh, they interviewed... So I actually only grabbed stories of interviews, really. Sure. Of it more than anything. Uh, they ended up interviewing a boat rower about his ex recent experience. And I say recent, I mean from when the show was or aired, which I think was in 2014. Okay. So the boat rower said that when he was on the canal, out of nowhere, he started hearing drums mm. in the distance. As the drums grew louder, he began to sweat and get very anxious and basically thought he was going to have a heart attack. And 
even though he didn't, he did end up losing control of his body. But after a while, like he was able to compose himself, I suppose, enough to come home. And while he was in the state for five days, he was in a confused state that he could not speak or understand what other people were saying. Sounds like a stroke, but I don't know. Yeah, I was going to say that's um, it's been so many years since since I took uh, the class where we discussed all the different kinds of brain damages, but there's like Broca's aphasia mm-hmm. and Vernica's aphasia. They have to do with strokes in certain parts of the brain that uh, like you think you, you're trying to say, like one of them is where you think of a door and, you, and you're thinking you're saying the word door, but what's but actually coming word. out. Yeah. But then there's other ones where you hear people are talking to you normally, but all you're hearing is gibberish. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't remember the specifics. There's also the site where you're seeing something uh-huh. and you can't quite make it out. Things like that. Yeah. And, and some of them are permanent and some of them do go away or get at least slightly better mm-hmm. over time. Uh, depending on the situation. This sounds a lot like that. It does actually sound like it. You're right. So normally I think because of what you, how you would probably feel, you would go to a doctor. And I'm not oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure if he actually did at some point. Um, but he does say that his family also did end up sending him or taking him to a shaman where a ceremony was performed. Basically an exorcism because during this performance or ceremony i sorry i don't want to say performance like it was a show be disrespectful but anyway the shaman uh did his thing and actually ended up taking over whatever it was that was possessing the rower and he started to feel those effects as well was the rower okay afterwards though after the entire until the ceremony was over you know the entity or whatever had left both their bodies and he was fine perfectly fine like nothing had ever happened so i guess there's something to say to that too because either there's a damn good coincidence that his stroke quote-unquote like symptoms just magically went away around the same time or something happened that it was really a spirit i you know it really depends on what you want to think well we've seen some of those um i mean heck it doesn't matter if it's a christian exorcism if it's a voodoo procedure procedure is a terrible term to use there a voodoo (laughs) ritual or this um they're not known for being subtle or calming they're usually pretty intense they're very daunting yeah like it's super intense so to make an assumption that if someone is dealing with an issue i'm not necessarily saying a mental brain damage issue but they're dealing with an issue a traumatic experience may be one of the things that can trigger him out of a Get you out of a funk, you know. It's kind of like it's, it's, it's kind of like when you see in movies, and I am not saying movies are medically accurate, but you see someone uh, panicking, and then someone like I don't know, slaps them and whatnot, and it knocks them out of it. Maybe that's what's happening. Maybe you just slap. I'm the not beer. condoning slapping. Although uh, we're mentioning slapping, slapping. have a drink. <laughs> Unintentional. Unintentional slapping. All right. Well. By so the way, if we're missing any of our rules and you're listening, you best email us and let us know. Yeah, you can put it on, you know, call us out on our social media when we post these uh, rules. Be like, maybe, or give us ideas. You're like, hey, you guys actually do this a lot more. Or Things we need to stop doing. Whatever. Be like, you guys should stop doing this. And how about you start drinking as punishment? Like, I'm apparently Mr. Interrupty Face. So maybe, <laughs> maybe I need to start drinking a lot when I turn into Mr. Interrupty Face. I welcome it, though, because I feel like, you know, we're just having a conversation, but who knows? Um, anyway, so there is also another story that, or sorry, the ghost adventures people. Yeah. So the team actually ends up going to a medium 
in Mexico City to discuss the investigation that they're about to do. And I think um, I think the purpose was to get some sort of guidance if there was any new information that they could use during their investigation. Well, the psychic actually does end up telling him that Don Julian has been communicating with her mm. and says that when they go onto the island, that they need to uh, cheers a glass of pulque for him. What's pulque? So pulque is an ancient alcoholic drink created by the Aztecs. So to start with P or B? P. Pulque. Right, right. Okay, so it sounded way too close to pulque, which pulque. is people from Albuquerque. <laughs> pulque. He's, he's like 505. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Don Julian, what? Anyone who cheers 505, I don't care where you are in the world, you're one of us. One of us. Or is it pulque, which is like an pulque. Aztec drink. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It does actually sound exactly like that. Um, so. Uh, see, I'm not used to it because you actually have an immaculate accent. Well, not. Compared I, to me, that? your accent is immaculate. And so uh, when I hear stuff, I'm like, that sounds like other things, but it's because my ears aren't attuned to <laughs> actually hearing it correctly. Right. Yeah, no, totally. Um, so I am going to actually talk about the drink a little bit because it has a really cool... It's the right day for it, too. It really is. Drink, and I feel drink, like, hey, drink, drink, this... Drink, drink, drink. <laughs> drink. I'm having a good time today, guys. I am, too. Yes. <laughs> Let's hope I am cognizant <laughs> for my story. Oh, my God. This is going to be a really fun episode or fun segment. So the pulque, like I said, it's an ancient alcoholic drink. It's been around for at least a thousand years. It's made from fermented sap, also called aguamiel which is literal translation is honey water so, so i guess like mead but if it's sap from a tree as opposed it's to being sap. created by a bee right so it was uh the sap or once it's fermented it turns into this pulque and it's white and has a viscous quality mm. and it also i guess has been described as sour yeast I don't know. That sounds delicious. Yeah, I mean, I'm I know. All about that. I know it could be weird, but I'm definitely more than happy to try it. I'm imagining like a thick sour Bailey's, and that's mm. exciting to me, actually. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, maybe. So this drink has, like I said, some pretty cool origin stories. Mm. Mostly, okay. So one is involves the goddess Mayawell. and this goddess of the mag, which is the goddess of the magway, which is the agave plant. Hmm. Did that make sense? The goddess Should of the magway. So magway is an agave plant. Uh, yes, magway. Okay. No, 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 sorry. So Maya Well is the goddess of magway, of the plant. Okay. So the goddess of the agave plant. Gotcha. Is Maya Well. And so it was thought that the sap collected from the plant was her blood. Hmm. Other deities such as the... Senson. Oh, can't pronounce it. Take a drink. Oh, God, why? Help me. Okay, here we go. I did not do my usual um, phonetic thing on the side. Can I see it? I want to see the name. Mm-hmm. Here it is. It's on where my finger is. It starts with a C. I don't know. Oh, yeah, I couldn't even get to okay. that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is hard because it's pronounced in either, you know, like, I guess you're talking about Aztecs, but, like, Mayan Aztecs, it's they have the, such weird pronunciations. It's not... Spanish. Yeah, no, of not, course not. Yeah. So I let me just see if I can say it. It's Senzon Totochtin, which is actually not just one deity. It's actually 400 divine rabbits who frequently gather to have a drink drinking party. 
and they are associated with it by representing the drink's effects. And they are also the children of Mayoel. That's awesome. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. And this is probably my favorite story, uh, origin story of the drink. According to history, pulque was discovered by Tlacuache, which is an opossum who used to who used his human-like hands to dig into the plant and extract the naturally fermented juices, and he became the first drunk. <laughs> The first uh, drunk creature was the an opossum. The first drunk like god. So Tlacuache was thought to have also set the course of rivers, which oftentimes were linear, except when he was drunk. That's when the rivers became windy, and that's why some rivers are windy, because he was drunk when he was making them. These windy rivers often lead the path from cantina to cantina. So like bar to bar bar hopping yeah so he his the reason why they're windy is because he was always trying to get another drink at another place (laughs) and he's stumbling about exactly and so that almost concludes my ghost adventures stuff except there was one scene that they actually do capture the doll laughing really yeah they're inside that little room and it's really fucking hilarious watching. So if we assume Dad, it's effort. <laughs> drink, drink, drink. If we assume it wasn't staged, mm-hmm. that's creepy. Right. But Not it's true. it's it's a show with the word it's ghost in the name, so yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna trust it as far as I can throw a boulder. Sure. Sure. Okay. So today, people who navigate the canals often say they feel that they're being lured to the island. Mm. Like something's compelling it's them intriguing. to get, yeah. Well, more like it's compelling them, so they don't almost they almost feel like they can't control it. Mm-hmm. The rower I talked about earlier, who was possessed, is not an isolated incident. In fact, there is a lot of stories from rowers that have described the feeling of threatening, like a threatening feeling, panic, and even have some sort of initial symptom that many people would describe as the beginning stages of possession. Conversely. There are people that believe that the island and the canals give off a really good energy. They believe that the land is reacting to the individual. Oh, so if you're detect, so so let me get this right. Okay. If they're feeling uncomfortable and fearing spiritual stuff, it's the land saying you're a bad person. Fuck you. Sort oh, of. Drink. <laughs> I'm out. Okay, I got a little bit. I got you a little, little bit. bit. There you go. So, kind of, yes and no. It's almost like if you go, like you said, if you go to the canals with fear or anger in your heart, then that will certainly be amplified. Okay, okay. Or if you're good-hearted and things like that, that will be amplified too. So, it just really, it's almost like it's sensitive to you Mm. and it affects you back. Okay. Yeah, pretty cool. Fortunately, if people who are brave enough to go on the island... There are still rowers who are willing to take tourists there, um, but very few, if any, are willing to go on there with you. So they'll, like, take you there, but they're not going to get on the island. For real. Yeah, so it seems like, also, people are allowed to spend the night there. I'm not sure how Mm. willing I'm willing to do that, but... I don't know if it's because I think it's haunted. I just don't know if I want to spend the night on a strange island filled with spiders. Especially since you can't, like... It's not on the ground spiders, you know? So it's like yeah, they're on the trees and everything. It's a and spider issue. <laughs> definitely a spider situation issue. 
Yeah, so obviously because of that reason, many paranormal investigators take the opportunity to freely roam the island in hopes to capture some supernatural activity. Mm. So that concludes my story. So now we have another segment that we didn't talk about with the game that we're going to try to introduce. And I think we might do this part every single episode. And that is, at the end of our story, we're going to ask whether or not the other person is willing to visit. Okay. So you have to ask. And and so so she tried to scare me. So if I'm too scared to visit, I have to take a shot. Yes. If she's too scared to visit. No, if, if if I'm willing, it means it didn't scare me and she has to take a shot. Right. So, so, are you willing to go on the Islas de la Muñeca? 100%. Yay! Happily, I will totally see uh, all the dolls and everything. I do have rules, though. I will not stay overnight because of the spiders. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm not going to touch any of the dolls. And I think it might be, I don't know how expensive it would be to, like, stay there. Maybe there's, like, this whole package thing, but... But I will admit, I won't touch any of the dolls because... There is an inkling fear in me <laughs> that the dolls, I don't know if I believe in ghosts, but I have this weird feeling that if they were possessed, mm. touching them is bad. So take that as you will. I'm totally willing to visit, but I'm not going to touch anything. Okay. That's fair. So you decide whether or not really you hard. take a shot or I take a shot. So I would say, since you are willing to go there, that's the only question that we had. I'm not saying like you have to like rub your body against these dolls or anything. (laughs) (laughs) So I think you're in the clear. So you need to take your shot. Okay. And I'm going to ask my question that I was saving the whole time because you didn't touch on it. Oh, okay. And if I don't have the answer, then I drink. Absolutely. Okay. So So she's doing a shot. And and she is drinking Sailor Jerry. Sailor. And. It's probably your number two. No, your number three rum. Three, Number three rum. For sure. Behind our homies uh, Cruisin' and Pusser's. Cheers to myself, chases out of beer, and bottoms up. All right, so here's my question, and I have to, I want to preface it with some, um, some stuff so that I make sure it's known that I'm not being rude or anything. Okay. So a guy who separates himself from his wife and his kid to go to sure. an island and starts collecting dolls and claims to have seen a dead girl, there's a lot of potential subtext there. I am embarrassed to admit this is where my brain went, and I'd like to assume he was a good person. I want to, sure. but I can't deny my brain went there. Is there anyone who has the theory that maybe he, at some point, killed a girl, and this was like his guilt routine? Like, this is how he was dealing with the guilt of something that he had done that was horrible in his past? Because it, it reeks of some saying. sort of obsessive behavior towards dealing with something from his own life. Or his own past. And I'd like to think he didn't. I want, I want to believe that he didn't and he was just... Sure. But is so, I mean, is this something that people talk about? Or is, I, am I just being... Am I crazy for even thinking I don't this? think you're crazy. I think it kind of crossed my mind initially as well. Not like while I was doing research in this story. Sure. I think the more I read, I was like, I think he might have hallucinated the situation. It's probably my biggest theory. Or the one that I tend to believe. And... But you're you're right. I don't know. And the fact that there is no body or any evidence, it could have been, unfortunately, something that he hallucinated, but not because it didn't happen. Mm. It just might not have happened there. Yeah, yeah. And if he did do something bad, then perhaps it's just like it drove him insane and like ended up on this island. So you're right. I don't know. However, I, that is not something that 
I read anywhere as a theory. Mm. So I think maybe I feel guilty people, that my brain immediately no, went there. I mean, you don't know. You didn't read this. You know, you didn't do the research, and I did. And and from what I understand, it doesn't seem like people hated him or anything. So he he wasn't like known for being like no, a creepo or just scary. a little eccentric on his religions, religious beliefs, and yeah. And usually you don't find people who are extreme on religious beliefs as being those known to, like, murder or kill people. I mean, yeah. I mean, not in this story, at least. As far as I know, I'm gonna, that's I'm gonna it's not a theory. I'm going to correct that because I guess wars and stuff aside. <laughs> I mean, like, in a society, if you have a guy who's particularly religious. If you have, like, not, an individual versus yeah, masses. I don't, I don't mean a country that or, 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 or a mass group of people. Because sure. otherwise you're going to roll your eyes and be like, Chase, most... Most like military Wars. conflicts had something to do with religion. Yeah. And you're right, and I accept that. I just meant I meant an individual. Well, religion and money, money probably first. But yeah, power. Well, and the force. I've seen Star Wars. It's Duh, a big deal. Chase and Lord of the Rings. <laughs> they didn't fight over the force in that. They no, but the power of the ring kind of thing. <laughs> Whatever. I thought it was over that bread that you could like eat for like ten weeks. That Sam ate. Just kidding. No, it was <laughs> it was totally thrown off the mountain. I he know. like didn't even pick it up to eat it. I mean, it can't be that dirty. I mean, it is on the side of a rock of, like, the infested orcs. I know, but they walk barefoot everywhere. Like, you don't think they'd care. Typically, they were barefoot. doesn't mean for the ground. Yeah, I mean, I know they don't lick their feet or anything, but <laughs> I don't know. All right, so yeah. I'm totally out of my beer because not only did we have to take drinks, yes. but I kept drinking it because it's high life and it's got the beer it's content. It's got nutrients. Of, yeah. Like water. <laughs> it's it's nothing like a 8% IPA. Sure. So we need to grab another drink. We will be right back because I have a story for you guys for round two. Can't wait. See you guys in a bit. All right. We are back. Yes. And popping bottles, as you've heard. (laughs) So we just got our drinks. And obviously, like we had talked about, we totally went through our first High Life bottle. And now we're on the second and in a perfect coincidence. Oh, yeah. Uh, in the middle of our break when we were getting new drinks, because it's my birthday, my homie George is wonderful wife, Sonia, and their adorable kid, little Your G, little guy. Uh, Gable. They showed up on our front, and so we did a socially distanced shot uh, <laughs> to celebrate my birthday. It was the best thing ever. So if you guys are listening, we love you to death. Definitely. And he hooked me up with a ridiculously cool hat. Yeah, from Uh, Woody's Hoodies. Woody's Hoodies. Which we've advertised, guys. Honestly, cool stuff. Cool stuff. So let's go into our stories. So it's, it's my turn. Um, yes. Which means that... Oh, wait. We got we to gotta switch Oh, we got to spin the wheel. God, we're terrible we at this gotta game. We got to switch okay. the wheel around. If anyone's keeping track, we've had two shots and one beer. So one beer each. each. Yeah. 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 Um, not trying so, to keep tally here, but yeah. I think. So make sure to check out my cool little wheel that I 3D printed on our website. <laughs> All right. So, so let me spin, right? It's my turn? Yes. Make sure you okay. hold the base with one hand and yeah. then spin it with the other. I think I am familiar with the technology. Okay. <laughs> It's not very well weighted. Uh, ah, so mine says UFO, which is obviously going to be mine. One hundred percent has physical UFOs in it. To absolutely take a shot. <laughs> oh dear. Okay, let's do this. I know it seems weird, but I've had plenty of stories where it's just lights, or even the one where I, one of my personal stories, there was no UFO in or it. Or like the angel hair. Yeah, the episode. Yeah, that's so, not so, just either. Um, 
aliens doesn't always mean UFO. And in this case, right, right, right. it's totally a UFO story. So it. she's on for her shot number two. And I'm also taking a shot from my custom-made hair of the werewolf shot glass. Yeah. We have no merch yet, obviously. No, we don't have merch. <laughs> we, we've just kind of been gifting it to each other because we're really happy about our podcast. That's yeah. a Shutterfly. By the way, I don't recommend getting shots from Shutterfly. The Everything else from Shutterfly is great, but the shot's not so much. Yeah, it seems like the print is more clear on the inside than the outside. And it's kind of really foggy weird. and everything. I mean, they're not a bad company. Just don't get shot glass. It's just frosted glass, and it's weird. Anyway, Absolutely. I love it. <laughs> All right, cheers. shots up. Cheers to your... Cheers. Cheers to fears. Cheers to fears. Ooh. Wowza. Okay, we're good. Okay, let's do this. So it's been a while, fellow listeners, but it's time for an end of episode encounter. Counter, counter, counter. I'm going to call my story Fly the Friendly Skies mm. of New Mexico. What? Oh, my God. So my first story is super recent. It happened just what? a few days ago. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> what? February 21st, don't 2021. Okay. So what's that, like two weeks ago? Uh, I don't know what day it is. <laughs> it was on a Sunday for sure. Oh, so sure. I think it's about two weeks ago-ish. A little oh, less yeah. than that. Well, it's like between one a... and two weeks ago. Okay. Because it's only 20 days in February. All right. So... American Airlines commercial flight 2292 was flying from Cincinnati to Phoenix while it was over northeastern New Mexico at an altitude of 36,000 feet. Something interesting happened. (gasps) The pilot got on his radio (gasps) to contact air traffic control. Okay, this is the best part. The pilot. Okay. Now, here's what's interesting. He got on to talk to air traffic control, and there's apparently weirdos out there who listen to air traffic control transmissions. They intercept them. Oh. And some people caught this one, and the reason they were able to notice it amongst all the, all the, I'm assuming hundreds if not thousands of air traffic control things was the pilots were so excited, and I don't mean excited in a happy way. Oh, sure. Their voices were elevated, and they were... Like, what's going on? Like, is, yeah. is there and some so miscommunication? Able, exactly. They yeah. were able to isolate it. And at first, uh, the air traffic control did not acknowledge that this was real, but they eventually did acknowledge that this was real. And you can listen to the recording. Oh I'll my- post a link <gasps> to it. I will post a link to it. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so once again, at an altitude of 36,000 36, feet above the northeastern New Mexico state, here is what got broadcast from Flight 2292. Okay. Quote, we just had something go over the top of us. I hate to say this. Looked like a long cylindrical object. <laughs> it oh God, almost looked like a cruise missile type of thing. Oh. Moving really fast that went right over top of us. End quote. So it must have been coming from the direction of his viewpoint, perhaps. It's hard to say because he wasn't too specific as direction or anything. Okay. I'm assuming this guy was told not to talk to the press, Ooh. whatever. Okay. Air traffic controllers responded that they did not see any object on their radar scopes. Kirtland Air Force Base in Albuquerque, what, what? Quote, <laughs> quote, we have no knowledge of any object, end sure. quote. And the FBI claims that they are, quote, aware, Mm. end quote, of the incident. They would not confirm or deny anything happened. That's interesting. 
So what actually happened? For any of you that have done any significant amount of flying, like me, I think it would be fair to say that you aren't used to seeing things that close to your plane while you're in the air. Mm -hmm. You usually see just endless clouds or the ground, which is also endless, just stretching on below. I think the closest thing I ever saw to my plane was another plane, but it was still really far away, like miles away. However, you could still tell it was a plane. It was so obviously a plane. You could see it was super in the distance. It was either like way below or way above us. I think I've seen a couple planes. So you're talking about just like planes in general? Yeah, you look I, out I've the window one too, and yeah. you see another commercial and you can tell it's really freaking far away. But you can also see just, it, there's it's like this a sense plane. of like a type of reflection too. Like you, you see the outline, you see light reflecting on you. You like, know, obviously a plane. Right. this is a plane. Yeah. So I think it has to do with that, you know, as long as you're not flying through stormy weather, which I've also done, you can't see crap. But when you're that high, there's so much light, visual clarity is super high. Like, mm. you can kind of tell. So if it's not something that's, like, 36,000 feet away from you, it comes out pretty obvious what it is. So the assumption is they can see pretty well. These are pilots. These are, This is what they do for a yeah. living, right? So with that said, he actually said in the transmission, we was not just him. The it co-pilot. was the flight crew, flight crew, which is two people. <clears throat> yeah. They saw something. So they saw something, and if they say it, you know, there's good reason to believe they actually saw something. And they know what other planes look like. They're I not- mean, obviously, yeah, his co-pilot would have been there verifying and saying, like, call this in. There's Absolutely. no real hiding this. Yeah. You know? Okay. So, so with that said, that's actually a good point. He said we, implying both pilots did witness mm-hmm. something. So I want to get rid of most arguments against his credibility. I don't want to talk about crazy stuff that could be considered slander or liable against yeah. him. You know, it's so easy for people to say horrible things on pilots like, oh, my God, they're sleeping or they're drinking. There is no indication of that. This guy could very well be an amazing pilot, and we should just assume that until we hear otherwise. I mean, people are still alive, right? So yeah, exactly. He's, he's good. Exactly. And, 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 and he said we. And, mm-hmm. like, even when you have situations where one pilot's asleep, the other one wouldn't be. But anyway... So we're just going to go with he actually saw something. Yeah. What could it have been? Air traffic control would have a record of all commercial flights in the area and would have notified the pilot of this. So, like, if they knew about something, they obviously would have let know, but they didn't. <laughs> they also would have made sure that, I mean, it's their job. Planes aren't going to get that close to each other. I mean, that the, the is, only time planes are that close is no. when they're landing. Right. right. It means it's probably not a commercial or civilian plane because they have to deal with air traffic control. So could it be the military? Air traffic control wouldn't have all the information on military flights, but they'd usually Mm. have enough. The military should also know all the commercial flight paths and probably not be conducting flights in the area. But I also want to take a moment to talk about the fact that what the pilot saw was a cylindrical object, not Mm -hmm. a plane. As I was I waiting for you to get back to that one. <laughs> well, but, I, but, yeah, I mean, as I mentioned earlier, the visibility is really good when you're that high outside of for really sure. crappy weather. Except when the sun's right in your face and you're like, God help me. For yeah. sure. Yeah. No, exactly. And and we know what that's like. We've all looked out and there's, you can't see crap. But, I mean, <laughs> he knows what planes look like. He could tell if it was right. right? I mean, he might know what it looks yeah. like. Yeah. <laughs> and he very clearly stated, it seems maybe it's cylindrical, looks like a missile or whatnot. Sure. And he said it also went over the top of the plane. So 
That means if it went over the top of the plane, it means it was going faster than the plane. Mm-hmm. And planes are going, when I looked it up, about 460 miles an hour. This plane would have been going-ish, roughly. Okay. So that's fast. I mean, obviously, it's not a freaking bird. And birds aren't cylindrical. I know this. But I'm trying to think of all the really dumb explanations people are going to throw out there. It was a plane. Uh, or, I mean, it was see, a bird. now you're talking like a believer. Eh, not I'm, a skeptic. No, but I'm, I think it's really important to acknowledge that this was going fast. For sure. So whether government, maybe, or like and, something and that don't, we don't. Yeah, exactly. And I don't have specifics. But when I've reread through this, it sounds like it passed close over the plane. This okay. wasn't at a distance. Sure. Pretty close. So I can't guarantee this. I'd love to talk to the pilot. Uh, but I think it kind of gets rid of ideas of like parallax and perspective issues if it's very close mm. to the plane. Okay. So if it isn't plane shaped, <laughs> what is it? It could honestly still be the military. It could be a missile just like the pilot suggested. Or they could be testing out some crazy new plane or drone cool. that is shaped weird. However, they shouldn't be testing any of these in commercial flight paths. Mm-hmm. The military will know where the commercial flight paths are. Definitely. I mean, they, te- they tend to be common patterns, so mm-hmm. it's not... Yeah, okay. It's known, yeah. right? And and as far as I know, I don't think there's a military base in uh, northeastern New Mexico. I mean, if you go uh... into Utah... Near, Utah, I mean, I hate sure. to say Area yeah. 51 because we're talking about wow. aliens. That sounds so cliche. But, I mean, and there's plenty of military bases in New Mexico, and there's plenty in Colorado and everything. I don't think there's anything there because northeastern New Mexico is, what, near Farmington? Well, not – you don't – I mean, sure, there might not be, like, a base or something there. But, like, doesn't mean that that's not where they're that's flying fair. their equipment or whatever. That's, that's fair to say. So I should yeah. probably put my foot in my mouth because that's uh, – yeah, that's fair to say. So ignore that. You know, no, that's no. Not I mean, I'm not – I don't know either, so – but if this is a known commercial flight path area, you'd assume at least the military wouldn't try to be testing stuff there. You're right. That, you're right. I, I I wouldn't assume that. Unless. Oh, help me. Something went wrong. <gasps> so if it were a new flying device or a new missile or some bizarre test, you know, top secret test, who's to say that it was working perfectly? Okay. It may have been way off course. If it's a drone, you're like, oh, maybe they're testing some new device and it got off yeah. course and whatnot. But if it's a missile, can I just stop and say, what the hell? <laughs> because if it what was a missile, I can assume the military wouldn't want to admit a major F up. I'm oh, saying F up because... Right. I did the same thing earlier. Yeah. Sure, sure, yeah. Because they are, if they're testing a missile in a, they're not testing it in a commercial flight area, but if it malfunction and got into a commercial flight area, they're not going to admit this. This isn't going to come out to the public. I mean... That, that they had a missile almost hitting a commercial airliner. I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't even like admitting when I F up. So, right? not definitely not an organization is supposed to be as organized as the military, of course. So, I think at this point, they don't want to admit a malfunction, right? But this also took place on a Sunday. And mm-hmm. it is kind of a famously known fact that the military doesn't do major operations... Uh, exercises and stuff on a Sunday. There That's are, what they want you to know. There are exceptions. Just kidding. And we can also assume if it's top secret stuff, it's going to have its own schedule, right? Yes, yeah. I admit that. But even still, there's no reason it should be doing any of this stuff in a commercial flight path. Yeah, that would have been the... Uh, definitely the part that I feel like is the most damning yeah. is that why would it be on a well-known air traffic... I mean, come on. 
even people buy houses specifically in areas that is known for flight paths that don't buy houses there because of that reason. Even even we know that. Do you Absolutely. know what I'm saying? So yeah. Absolutely. And I think I think that just this is really weird to me because the skeptic in me wants to just jump out and be like, oh, well, it's probably military aircraft. And there's still a part of me that pretty strongly believes that. But if it was, it just sounds like if it goes near commercial flight, something really bad happened. It malfunctioned severely. So let's just say it's a military thing. If it was, something bad happened. And this is a problem. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't want to fly on a plane knowing that the military might be stupid enough to launch cruise missiles near us. Even if it's an unarmed cruise missile, like it doesn't have explosives on it. I like how we have completely abandoned the fact that it could be a UFO. We haven't gotten there yet, though. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Don't jump the gun (laughs) on me. You know how I am. My heart is so like My UFO stuff comes at the end, boo. You know this. I'm always going to be about it. So literally the next line (laughs) on my notes was... And then there's the final option. Sure. A UFO. Thanks for <laughs> jumping the gun. You know what? I'm making you drink for that. Yeah, okay. You it's know not what? a rule, but... Fair. You... It was basically an interruption, uh, an uncalled for one. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about it possibly being a UFO. Okay. So I'm tickled by the idea that this was a random pilot who saw this. Just a random dude. Not some crazy transient on the ground or a guy cooking rat on his radiator in the countryside. <laughs> This was a professional pilot flying a plane who saw, and he saw okay. it in an unexpected area, which is, you know, thousands of feet in the air. He didn't see it just on the ground like some random light. Okay. So this is, so if we think about this guy, imagine his scenario. This is what he does. He sees something, and that's significant for two reasons. Reason one, he obviously doesn't think it's a plane. You see something, you're like, uh, it's either a plane or what the fuck? Oh, shit, drinking. Uh-huh. Finally. And number two, he is confident enough in what he saw that he needed to report it to air traffic control. Yeah. It's not like when you or me might be like, we see a random flash in our house and we're like, oh, I wonder if that was a computer monitor or something like right. this. And we just kind of <laughs> look at each other. Which we have seen. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> we just the other night, yeah. but I mean, like, we kind of look at each other like, did you see that? Like, <laughs> this guy gets on with air traffic control. This yeah. is going to be recorded. He knows this is like his reputation online. He's like, I have to talk about this. And you know, the fact control. that he had to, you know, feel the need to report it that's a safety issue as well. It's absolutely. like, listen, like this, this is happening. Small potato. No, absolutely not. And I applaud him. He's obviously a good pilot. He's dil- diligent. He's not what you were trying to elude that he might be crazy or drunk. No, no, I was, saying, what I'm saying? I was like, trying to avoid. Not, not elude. No, no. Uh, elude that other people might. I want to give something. confidence to professionals because I think that kind of thought process where people immediately. No, want you're right. I'm is, sorry. I is, yeah. It, I just, I just, I always want to assume people should be. Given full credit. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah. I just chose the wrong word. <laughs> Not the first time, more the last, people. But yeah, no, you're right. So go on. No, no, <laughs> I didn't no. mean to interrupt. All right, so let's talk. He saw this cylindrical object in the air, and it's weird. Yeah. And, and I don't, once again, all the stories I went to, and there's a million places that covered this, this guy, the the pilot or his co-pilot, um, they haven't been interviewed in a place mm-hmm. that I found yet. So I want more information. I want to know how long they saw this. I want yeah. to know if other people in the plane saw it. And I don't have any of that information yet. I okay. want to talk about this because it had hit so many news stories, which mm-hmm. was pretty exciting to me. And whenever I see UFO in New Mexico in the same headline, I'm just it's all I'm all about it because I need to keep myself aware 
being someone who's actually afraid of these things, yeah. I'm like, I need to know where my UFOs are because <laughs> <laughs> I need to like try keep them in their place. I need to triangulate their uh, location so that I can avoid that shit. Yeah. But when I was reading this story, and one of the news articles I read actually agreed with me. They were going the same direction, so I kind of went with this news article. Like we were, we were like homies, same page. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is that it should be noted that this is quite similar to the Pentagon UFO videos. Now, if you don't know what those are, this isn't some super crazy tinfoil hat thing. Mm-hmm. Last year, 2020, during quarantine, the Pentagon officially released yep, yep. three videos. Three videos where they claim they do not know what is shown in the video. They don't They don't allude to what they think it is mm-hmm. or anything like that. But they have three videos that are all from jet fighters. They don't know what is seen in them. And uh, if you haven't seen them, you can see them all on YouTube. They're great. I'm going to talk about them right now. Cool. Yes. So uh, the first video was detected by fighter jets in 2004. It was released in 2020. But the first one yes. was now 17 years ago, but could have been 16 once again, depending on the time of year. Yeah. These fighter jets launched from the aircraft carrier, the USS Nimitz, off the coast of Southern California. They were sent to investigate radar readings, implying a possible target. Fighter pilot commander David Fravor, uh, maybe Fravor. Ah, drink. I got a drink. I. You made me drink in a na- in a language that I do not. The even guy speak. deserves to have his name pronounced correctly. Fair. And I can't do it. You must and be I punished. apologize. <laughs> um, he was one of the pilots, and he witnessed with his own eyes, and that's important saying the own eyes. Mm-hmm. What he described as a 40-foot-long white oval similar to a Tic Tac, you know. I remember Delicious that. Delicious little minties. Mm-hmm. Um, and then another pilot sent to investigate at the same time, Lieutenant Commander Chad Underwood, he got video of this object. However, he said he never saw it with his own eyes. So okay. he captured video with his jet, whereas mm-hmm. uh, the first guy, David Fravor, Fravor uh, he saw it with his own eyes. Now, um, this is interesting because we actually have government video footage and eyewitness testimony from the same event of something weird. They say Tic Tac, Cylinder, I'm going to go with those is pretty similar. Um, I know know a Tic Tac's kind of capsule shaped and got around edges. I think a lot of people, if they see something that's kind of rounded edged or cylinder, which should have sharp edges at the... At either end of it, uh, one is well, like a circle that's extruded along a long line, whereas a, a capsule or a tic tac will have kind of rounded, rounded edges. It look pretty similar, right? Right. Um, cylinder. I think cylinder is actually a really good. You know what's funny? I, I've actually described buildings that are like cylinder, but I think I was trying to, gr- uh, or not just buildings, but like any kind of scenario. I'm like, it was cylinder shape. Because I wanted you to understand it wasn't a circle. Or I wanted to understand that it was sure. 3D. Yeah. And cylinder would have captured that. And cylinder does not mean that they have sharp edges. I agree with you. Yeah, That's why I'm saying I think that there's a similarity in the descriptions here. Which I think some people, particularly super skeptics, might roll their eyes. But I'm like... I've had to describe stuff. I've been a witness to car accidents Mm -hmm. before. And when the police are asking me for my story, I realize that sometimes I'm at a loss for descriptive words. Yeah. And so sometimes very basic things like a cylinder, I think, will encompass a couple of 
similar shaped objects. I would probably it being very say cylinder, specific. but Tic Tac probably would have been the best description if you're talking about like rounded edges. But to me, Tic Tacs are a lot shorter, whereas this guy said 40 feet long. Woof. And that, I mean, the Tic Tacs aren't super long. They're they're a lot smaller. They're they're closer to an oval, if you ask me. So what would be that long? I don't know. But yeah. No, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm just saying there's there's some ambiguity here. But, so that was the first video. Okay. And then there were two other videos released in 2014 and 2015, respectively, from jets that were launched from the USS Theodore Roosevelt. But this was on the East Coast, not mm. the West Coast this time. These videos show another unidentified object, which appears to be pill-shaped, or you could say tic-tac-shaped. Sure. Or sprinkle. Or sprinkle. Oh, like a jimmy. See? Those yeah, are long. everyone laughs at me because I call them jimmies, but my dad's from the Midwest, and I think that's what they call them out there. What do we call them here? Sprinkles. What are you talking about? Oh. We call them sprinkles. Oh, the same well, thing. So jimmy, I think, is specifically a chocolate sprinkle. Um, uh, and I've even bought packages that said jimmies, and I just grew well, up calling them that because my dad's from the Midwest, but everyone's like, what's a jimmy? Got it. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, in these two videos, um, they also captured a weird object. One of them, okay. the object looks a little more ambiguous in shape. It's it's not super obvious. But in the second one, it's way more capsule-like. Mm-hmm. And it's moving super fast. You can hear the pilot's reactions in the video. They're confused and stunned at oh, the gosh. speed and maneuverability of the object. And they're also kind of laughing. They're seeing it kind of like so you I've see like a hunter. This. Yeah. Yes, like it. a hunter no, seeing yeah. like a crazy bird, like, oh my God, what's that? Ha, yeah. ha. That's what you're seeing. And it's pretty cool because you appreciate that they don't know what's going on. They're not scared. I'm not scared looking at the video either, but it's interesting. And it is crazy. I would also say that their excitement is also a form of maybe panic, not panic, but like this Coping in- intense like adrenaline rush, right? Yeah, like absolutely. just like witnessing something that is not supposed to be there. Yeah. They are involved in the scenario in which, you know what I mean? Like this government mm. procedure, whatever uh, flight thing that they're going on. But like my point is, is that I would not expect anything less from someone in the military to react this way because I think it's incredibly, like, sound almost. It'd be like, I'm seeing this. I think it's really healthy. And Yeah, and no one else is able to tell me otherwise slash... You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, yeah. like well, we have we have so many friends who've served in the military, either back in the war in Afghanistan and Iraq or are serving now, and we know them so well, and... I think when I see these videos, I'm like, this very- is absolutely accurate. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's it's good. Like, it right. makes sense. I Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you 100%. Yeah. Um, but so these objects, particularly in the third video, mm. it moves and changes directions really fast. And So we're still talking about the military, not the... We're still talking about the military. We're not going back. We haven't gone back to the original that I'm talking about. Okay, cause just because so when military. I said I... Okay. No, no, but these are these videos, professional pilots who've analyzed these videos do agree the movements they're seeing on the video do not, they're not congruent with the kinds of jets and fighters that are used by the military okay. today. Cool. Suggesting that if it is a craft, it's either a non-common or non-standard human craft, experimental craft or whatnot, or it's something else. Either way, I know <laughs> if you've seen these videos... You'll agree with me that Tom DeLong is totally salivating. But of course. That's the thought of these videos. <laughs> he is eating the Tic Tacs. And if you don't know who Tom DeLong is, look it up. You'll have a good time. <laughs> um, so 
the fact that the government released these videos in 2020 and they acknowledge they don't know what's going on in the videos is a super intriguing thing, but it also gave the opportunity for a lot of people to come up with alternative ideas for what they could be. And okay. I want to talk about those for a second because, you know, they're worth they're worth the time. So, um, on page. <laughs> Lose your space. I lost my space. Take a drink. <laughs> I see you shuffling with those papers over there. All right. So let's talk about explanations for these sightings. We're going to get back to the original sighting in a minute. But for these sightings, just so that we can talk about them, because I don't mm-hmm. I don't want to sound like I'm just jumping the, hey, it's a UFO bandwagon. Sure. All right. So one is that it was a software malfunction or artifact because these jets and their video recorders and everything are based on software. I mean, they are software, yep. right? Not yep. based on. They are software. So if it is a malfunction... That wouldn't explain the eyewitness account from the first one where he saw it with his own eyes. Mm-hmm. But it also gets a little confusing because the jets were sent out because on the aircraft carrier, they got a radar blip. So if the aircraft carrier is getting a radar blip and then they sent out the jets, that would suggest that both of these, the aircraft carrier and the jets, are having software malfunctions. Two different independent jets are having software malfunctions to detect this unless it's one thing that's causing the same blip on all of them which is possible but it seems unlikely that a software malfunction is affecting multiple devices at once okay and there was the eyewitness account so that's something right you feel i feel like you've got something interesting no 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 i i don't actually um i just think it's bullshit because i think uh the whole i I think it's a shit explanation too. Yeah, oh, shit I, I, I just every time you 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 try to explain it, and I understand because this is exactly how the technology works. It almost feels like an ex. Sometimes, like when an explanation is pro- provided for UFO te- like sightings, are like I'm going to tell you how technology works. And I'm like, like no, and I and I agree, but at the same time, I'm like, but then what explains the sighting? You know, what I mean? agree. Like, you know, yeah. you you didn't explain anything. You just taught me something absolutely yeah and i think um i think you're right i think it's a bullshit explanation because if it was one device having an issue could you say software 100 i agree with you mm-hmm. and i know how buggy software can be i get it <laughs> no, i've done for programming sure. i know it but having multiple devices doing it particularly in different areas because the jets are flying away it makes it weird mm-hmm. number two they say human observational illusion things like parallax or the illusion of speed for a normal object so the jets are moving fast and maybe they saw something like a bird or a civilian aircraft mm-hmm. that wasn't big enough to be reported to like um like a private jet or, or something no not even that big because like, it would have been super high i'm gonna up. say something more like probably i think they mean like a paraglider or something but wasn't it like thirty-six thousand feet no 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 that was the original story we're talking about this just oh, off the shoot. coast of california you're right yeah. sorry, sorry yeah so uh it does explain a lot but it gets confusing when we're talking about the radar detections from the aircraft carrier because it isn't common for radar to detect single birds giant flights of birds sure but Mm -hmm. a single thing radar is not going to really pick up a paraglider that often we've gotten really good with radar these days i don't really think that's an issue well they set like measurements and like parameters right like you can detect speed from radar from you detect when it's receiving those points So the radar would suggest it's moving fast, but a bird won't be. Um, We also have unmanned aerial objects that would be large enough for radar detection, but not something tracked by air traffic control or military. 
So what do we mean by this? <laughs> we mean other countries, China, right. Russia, whatnot. And this actually is probably the most credible non-UFO explanation. So if we take retired Admiral Gary Ruffhead, who formerly served as the chief of the Naval Observations, he did note that developing unmanned autonomous aircraft was a strong priority for the U.S. government, but also China and Russia. Okay. So could this be them testing crazy stuff to try to spy on us? <laughs> I actually think this is possible. Okay, so you think like a really crazy drone situation? Like something? Yes, okay. something like that. So it's big enough that the radar is going to pick it up. It could be fast. Other people see it and they don't know what it is. Okay. So that's interesting. Maybe. Maybe. It's pretty big no, for a drone, I think. I agree with you. I'm not <laughs> saying this is, the, this is the answer, but I think it's something. This is the only explanation I saw that wasn't UFO You're that right, I was okay though. with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm a skeptic. So when I say I'm okay with this one, I'm saying I'm okay with it because if someone could prove to me mm. this is 100% a, a drone from like China or Russia, I would buy it. I wouldn't question if someone gave me a good amount of evidence for it. Okay. That said, there's a good <laughs> chance it's Iron Man. We all saw the movie. I mean, obviously. I saw the documentary. <laughs> I saw. I, I, Tell me. I saw the documentary, too. <laughs> all right. So, with all that, I want to go back to mm -hmm. the fact that the government released this information in 2000, these videos. And that actually really excites me. How long me. was it after, again, like from the sighting? The first one was 2004. And, it was, and so that was 16 years after the first sighting, but also okay, the release also includes stuff from 2014 and 15. So that okay. would have been six and I just five years. Get reminded there. Okay. When they released it, and they didn't have to release it, there was no requirement that they release it. They did acknowledge they don't know what the hell is in the camera. They don't know. Cool. And, you know, the government has really smart people working for it. And I, I, I it's <laughs> really smart. It's so easy for people to say, oh, the government's full of idiots. It's not. The government has, I mean, in, in these facilities that are handling this stuff, they have smart people. So if they don't know what it is and they release it saying they don't know what it is, they know what that's going to, what people are going to think. Well, how it's going to affect, yeah, exactly their entire and, operation. Or and I think that's something that we need to take into consideration as being super important. So if we relate this, well, okay, first, I want to say that for those of you that don't know, there's some sort of rule or whatnot that within a few months time the u.s government's supposed to release a bunch of top secret information yes. i don't know the specifics but i'm waiting when it happens if we're all if it waiting happens, <laughs> we'll talk about it then i don't want to waste time talking about this now because i don't know the specifics of that we'll get to that though. yeah so my understanding and i don't know a lot about it either because you know how i am i like knowing about it but i'm also scared so i like kind of peek through sure sure but yeah it's supposed to come soon so hopefully we can make an episode out of it Who and knows? it might be a whole bunch of nothing uh, well Maybe there'll be just another tic tac in the sky. I'm still remembering when Obama was being interviewed by uh, <laughs> some guy. I don't think it was Colbert. They asked him, said, Have you looked into the UFO sighting stuff? He said, Yes, I looked into it. I put an inquiry when I was president. They said, What'd you find out? He said, I can't say. And I'm like, mm, Bam. That doesn't mean anything. But at the same time, it tickled my funny bone. So. <laughs> Oh, Obama. But let's go back to the whole point of my story, which is the sighting above New Mexico. Sorry for the detour, but I think it's interesting because I want to relate it to other stuff that we've seen. An unidentified, fast-moving capsule cylinder. Could this have been a UFO above New Mexico? Yes. I am going <laughs> to say, as a skeptic, it actually is possible. Unidentified, for sure. It's an unidentified object. Now, now I'm not saying it is a UFO. 
I am. You mean saying, like alien? No, 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 no. Or but I, or... no, 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 no. I'm saying I'm not saying it's aliens. I'm saying, but there's enough confusion as to what it is mm. that I'm 100% willing to accept that with enough evidence, if someone was able to say this is a UFO, I would be open to accepting it. Not saying it's an alien, but I'm saying that I am. I'm interested enough. I love this. That all, <laughs> that, that I'm willing. To, I will not discredit it as an explanation. Sure. Okay. I'm like. I don't know. No one can see me right now, but I'm like writing. I'm, I'm just so happy that Chase is not dismissing. <laughs> so I'm I'm mostly intrigued because of the similarity to the Tic Tac videos. Yeah. Those ones, I think the most credible UFO evidence I've ever seen is that stuff only because the government released it and they don't have an explanation. And almost every attempt for a reasonable explanation does not satisfy me. Okay. So did you lose your place? No, no, I was right re- I was rereading I, it. I, I, I was re- so if I had something to say at the end of this, it's I really want to talk to people who are on this flight to see if anyone else saw it. That would be. I just awesome. want more details. Yeah, but that's about all I have, though. <laughs> ah. So, so where I'm at is okay. There's some weird stuff seen. There is no compelling evidence that it wasn't a UFO, but the idea that it was a failed military experiment or military cruise missile mm-hmm. are very possible. And if they are, that's actually scarier to me because it means the military fucked up. Oh, drink. Right. Hey. Good. So that's where I'm at that. Either the military made a huge mistake or there's a possibility something bizarre is I think, seen. okay, as someone who's predisposed to terrified or being terrified of aliens, I would argue that the military F up is a little more terrifying because it's like, get your shit together. Like that was, that was like, that was a close call (laughs) to a plane Mm -hmm. one of which I tend to ride often. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like in general. So please stop. Um, You know, keep your shit off on base. Like, you know, we're not allowed on base and you shouldn't be allowed out is my rule. Agreed. (laughs) Just like keep your shit out there. So with that, uh, I think the question is, since this isn't a place we can visit, we can't visit 36,000 feet above, you know. Of course. The bigger question is, ah. are you scared of my pee aliens? Yes. Then take a shot. <laughs> no! Okay, I'm actually a little buzzed, but we'll do it anyway. So you should take a shot. Okay. Because that's the perfect way to end my end, end of episode in Counter, Counter, Counter. Counter, Counter. I had to, like join in on that because i'm about to take a shot <gasps> okay as i close the bottle we must end the episode we must end the episode and i don't know if you just you've seen so if you've looked at the picture of our wheel we put online one of the sections is red yes and the reason i did that was at the end of the episode you haven't even told me why you did that was at the end of the episode uh if you haven't <gasps> The idea is that at the end of the episode, you can spin it, and if it lands in the red, you have to take a shot. doesn't matter what it is. Uh, if it lands in the red, you so take a shot. So I would have taken a shot anyway. No, 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 no. We have to spin it again. Oh, son of a bitch. Okay. So, so now I'm spinning it. Oh, so you turn. do it. Okay. Ooh. It didn't. I'm safe from a shot. And there's no mass sighting. So that's the one that you landed on. Yeah. No mass sighting. But anyway. Sight. So anyway, now you spin it and see if you land on red. Oh, jeez. Okay, here we go, people. Pray for me. Mass lighting as well. So no reds. So no red. End of episode shot. 
not happening today. Maybe but I'm still time. taking a shot. So Please how about, take your shot from your last how one. How about you cheers, cheers me? Cheers. So we are actually curious to see if you guys really enjoyed our game. But most importantly, we're curious to see if you guys have rules or ideas for things that we do during the game that you think we should be drinking during. We haven't quite established right. if we're going to be doing this game at the beginning of every month or when we're going to be doing I think, it. I think we, I want to, but at the same time, maybe it's special occasions. Who knows? We're going to find out. Yeah. But if you guys have neat rule ideas or you're like, man, Chase or Lily does this too much and we want to drink during it, <laughs> you got to let us know. And you should totally drop us a line at yeah. hotwpodcast at gmail.com. You can also contact us through our Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. As always, we post episodes every Saturday, and you can find us on all standard podcast platforms. We want to thank all of you for joining us today. If, like us, you're imbibing and joining us in our drinking games, cheers, have another, and I hope you continue to have a great night. If you are listening to us on your way to work or being a productive member of society, good on you. Sorry you couldn't join us, but I hope your day is awesome. And also, if you happen to be hearing this hungover, remember, the best cure for a hangover is fear. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I had to spill my drink. You dork. <laughs>